Hello everyone, welcome to episode 606 of Cold Wave Soundcheck, I'm Aaron Polly. This season we're chatting with the performers of the Cold Wave 6 Festival in Chicago September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. Featured acts at Metro will include Stabbing Westward, Cold Cave, Front 242, Severed Heads, KMFDM, Ogre, and more. While at Smart Bar, you'll find the Gossicles, Curse Mackey, Bombardier, and End User. For a full lineup and ticket links, head to coldwaves.net. This week, we're chatting with Saturday openers of a sold-out Metro, Keely Dowd and Jesse Pollock. This is Groon Vosser.
Jesse and I met in Austin, Texas. He was making music with a couple bands at the time and I was kind of in a lull and eventually decided to move to Chicago and work on some music here, change of scenery. Yeah, we basically yeah. decided we didn't really like living in Austin anymore. And yeah. <laughs> had both had inspiring experiences in Chicago. Having traveled around the States, decided it, it was the city for us. Um, so we moved up here and almost immediately started making music together. And it's kind of grown over the years of living here and uh, developed. For the first year, we were just writing music and you know making recordings. And then we started playing shows after that. Last year, we played almost 30 shows, mostly in Chicago. This year, we're mainly focusing on playing uh, other places as much as we can. But Chicago, uh, how you know we moved here to make this music here, Chicago as a place really um, can be heard in it and really is a, a back and forth kind of inspiration uh, thing for it. Really felt like the winter like provided a really productive period every year or could for us because it's the perfect excuse to just stay in and like isolate and incubate work on stuff you know it's not like you have when you're living in LA you have friends like oh but come on let's go do stuff it's so nice out it's terrible it's just <laughs> death <laughs> all you want to do is be home but watching movies all day doesn't really do it for us so that was kind of okay we actually moved here in the middle of the winter and I think that's why we got right to it I don't know it's really inspiring living in a place with so many so much diversity and like wonderful culture. There's a re I mean, there's a very obvious struggle when you're in metropolitan cities that you don't, I don't feel like you experience as much of like a real human connection when you're in a smaller, happier place <laughs> <laughs> as you do when it's all just thrown right at you. Your bio mentions a, a former romantic relationship. So how does the dynamic work out there? So yeah, Jesse and I met and fell in love and blah, blah, blah. And then, so that's kind of how we end up, uh, why we decided it was okay to move across the country together. But we were together for about a, another year and a half living in Chicago, then broke up and it was rough for a while, but we figured it out. We're still best friends. And I think in my opinion, I think I'm sure Jesse agrees, but I think that now that we're, not romantic but still very close it's like the music's going in a better direction it's much easier to work together and also there's no worry of like embarrassment or vulnerability with each other because we've literally been through it all together and like seen each other at our lowest lows and our highest highs and I don't think I've ever had an easier time making like being creative with another person just because there are no secrets or like, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that a lot. I mean, it's a very psychological thing, making music or making art with other people. Just being in a relationship with each other. We already, uh, you know, had uh, been down those roads uh, a few times. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes around uh, to the music part of it, we're, we're just like straight, straight ahead to what we want to do. And we usually can guess or estimate what, what uh, the other is thinking um, as we're working on stuff together. We were both raised by hippies, so you know, we know how to deal with this. 
Can they, can you 
the beginning, just figuring out how to work together was, I think, the biggest challenge, like it always is with a new project. And then pulling our individual tastes and tying them together. And I think that's really the result. I think 9-9 is really the, that is the result of that coming together. And that now that we've worked together for a while, this the new EP and the new LP that we're getting ready to release in the very near future. I mean, the first album stands up to them, but I think kind of a better example of like where we're going because now we know what we're going for. Yeah. I mean, for the, for the first album, nine, nine, (laughs) (laughs) Um, we, you know, what we mentioned before the darkness and the coldness really um, of uh, being coming here in a dark, cold winter, uh, much bigger city, uh, industrial, and um, that can definitely be heard. From the beginning, we decided we wanted to produce the music um, electronically. So a lot of synths and uh, um, drum machine sounds. And like Keely was saying, it, it really is the beginning of us kind of figuring out how we wanted to put everything together and um, how to put her voice into all of these electronic sounds and so it's kind of experimental as far as us working together but we spent enough time on it where we really um, thought it it spoke to um, you know the beginning of this project although yeah I do think there's a lot more continuity in the new work that we're doing more of a vision or like a clearer vision of like what we're going for I want to talk about the fact that you've put that out as cassette this seems to be a popular offering now. We had a deal in the works putting out vinyl and it fell through really late. Kind of had a time crunch. We wanted the cassettes on time for a couple shows, bigger shows that we were going to be playing. We're really ready to just have it as a physical thing. I mean, people are really, really into cassettes the past couple years. They're really cheap. They're easy to just throw in your bag if you're at a show you don't have to you know haul it around like vinyl if you're going to be out the rest of the night and worrying about that or something I mean that's something we've all dealt with as you're at a show and you want to buy this vinyl but then you don't want to have to lug it around all night and then you want to wait till the end and then you forget or whatever we're really looking forward to having our next LP on vinyl so we're figuring out what we're going to do with that also yeah it's cheaper for us to put out you know, music on a cassette, we're not, we're not bawling. <laughs> yeah. And it's a likable format, you know, um, it's nice to have a physical copy of the music. Um, you know, the music is the music. It can live in any format. So it's nice to have it on the internet. So anyone, you know, can uh, go uh, to one of our pages and listen to it, but it's nice to have a physical copy. And, um, you know, for, uh, for how the cassette, um, you know, works. I think even with our new record, we're going to put it out as a vinyl and cassette and digital and just do, do everything for it. I think another thing I'd like to mention about the cassette that I like a lot is that it's really affordable for other people. And I know we said that, but I feel like sometimes record like vinyl can feel really exclusive in the sense that it's going to be more expensive and you can't, if we can't afford to do like a pay what you can sliding scale for people, but we want people to be able to have our music. It's a lot easier to just be like, just have a tape than it is to be like throwing vinyls at throwing, you know, <laughs> records at people. 
So you guys did a couple of videos for uh, some of your songs on Nine Nine. We really like the visual aspect of music. Who doesn't love watching a good music video? So we're trying to get better at that. We're looking forward to making a lot more. With the first video for Out to Lunch that we made, we had a vision and like a storyline and everything. But what ended up happening is we weren't very happy with what we shot. We had gone to um, Gary, Indiana, to like all these abandoned, this abandoned church and theater and places to shoot the footage. So in order to get stuff that was consistent with that, we would have had to gone back. It was just kind of a mess. So we ended up just pulling a lot of like pretty stuff and working with that and working together to edit it. We both shot most of the video. We really put half and half of the work into that. Kind of just came out as like something nice to look at while you're listening to the music not really portraying 
a particular message with that video. With the video for Seasons, I shot, directed, and edited it, and Jesse helped me with some of the final touches of editing. That was just like a whole new thing for me to dive into learning how to do all that. Because I did photography when I was younger for like years until film got crazy expensive, but never really knew how to edit a video, make a video, (laughs) or it's a lot of work. With that video, I think the most important part of it was Susie, my friend who stars in the video. She's a trans woman. I think it's really important to put marginalized people in the spotlight and like give room and make space for people that aren't always handed it immediately like white men are. (laughs) It was also just an expression of the feeling in the song, which that song, the lyrics are all just about, yeah, like a hard winter in Chicago and kind of being in an urban environment again and feeling the like icy doom. I just kind of wanted like that feeling in it, but also with like the lights and stuff, it's still kind of like getting that like dancey, dark nightclub mood. Shot at this like weird Korean karaoke bar in Chicago that nobody's ever at until like 2 a.m. And then people are like smoking inside and it's all these like Asian gangsters. We're figuring out, we really want to like get into more, like have more of like a social political message in our future videos and be really like pushing what we believe in more than like focusing on an aesthetic or anything or like, Oh, it looks nice. Just want to get into like the, the realness of it. Is there anything you guys wanted to mention or go over that I missed? Yeah, we're working on new stuff. We've got a lot of, um, We've got the first album on Bandcamp, um, SoundCloud, and YouTube, and those music videos for listening. We have an EP that should be coming out digitally in the next couple months. More info for that soon. And then we have almost an entire LP done as well. So we're hoping to get both of those releases out this year and always keep working on stuff. And, you know, we're uh, always around in Chicago, so come hang out.
On this episode, you heard Out to Lunch, Trace It Back, Saying Silence, and White Into the Blue. Grunvasser can be found at facebook.com slash Grunvasser. Our opening music is Monster Zero by Acumen Nation. Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app with the links found in the show notes. Join us next week as we chat with Richard23 from Front242. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Cold Waves, Paul Chicago musician, and soundman Jamie Duffy. Here's Jamie's bandmate Jason Novak remembering their time in the studio for Acumen's second album. Uh, the feedback in, in Mr. Sandman I Am was another moment where Jamie was like, wait a minute, Jason, go in there and just get a guitar. I, I have an idea. And I was like, I don't, what do you mean? You know, he's like, just, just listen to me. And he made me go in that room and just get the guitar. And he was like, start, you know, hold it here. Like, get some feedback, get a note, you know, rolling so we can get this stuff in, in Mr. Sam and I am. And I think that's like one of the coolest parts of that song is those like wavering bits of feedback. But it wasn't my idea and I had nothing to do with it. And it was Jamie telling me what to do. And I can remember it like it was yesterday because it felt so refreshing to be, have someone else in, in our group be like, I have an idea and you fucking do 